difficult, 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 and that that's nervous. how we're starting today. Yeah, my ovaries um, still work, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, y'all. I'm Marie. I'm Katie. And we are in a podcast. We are in the podcast. <laughs> we're trapped in here. Please help us. Help, help, help. And the podcast is called Difficult, Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Quit being so difficult. I'm sorry. I'm a difficult woman. <laughs> We're also in the comedy band Reformed Whores. If you don't know our music, look us up. You can stream us on Spotify, listen on iTunes, all that stuff. You could also, sorry, <laughs> I got excited. You could uh, also buy a CD if you wanted. Buy a CD. We have thousands. So many. Thousands. Please, please buy a CD. You can make an art project. Yeah. You can build a home. Oh, God. As many CDs as so, you have. Such a great home. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited about uh, this podcast today that we're doing because we have our very first guest. Oh my god, it's gonna be great! I can't believe we made it happen. I mean, I'm so tired of talking just to you. I we can't had to even, just, I know, we had to, we had to get somebody else. else. I do think oh. it's amazing that we've been a band now together for nine years and we still like talking to each other. We had that in, that that experience all the time being at restaurants like across the country where we're like yeah, that, 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 to each other. <laughs> And then we'll look over at some like old married couple or even a young couple and they are just not talking to each yeah. other at all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. There was yeah. last week when we recorded the pod and then we turned it off. You stayed for like four hours and we drank two bottles of rose. And I was like, I should be uh, recording this. But it's a good thing I didn't. It was fun. We said all sorts of things. Oh, but, it was great. But we still have stuff to talk about. It's great. That makes me like feel emotional in a good way. Don't cry. I know. Cry your eyes. <laughs> well, don't cry because we're talking about divorce today. I know. Divorce, the before, D word. Yeah, I know the big D, but not I, the good kind. <laughs> not the good kind. But before oh, yeah, we before, get into sorry. that, no, that's okay. okay. Uh, we are talking about I divorce. The gun. So we, you know, we'll just give them a little teaser, a little taste test Ooh. for the beginning. But before we get to that, we have been getting emails. emails. I'm so excited. It's so exciting. Oh Thank God. you all so much for sending us emails and especially questions for K-Tay. Yeah, we have a question for K-Tay and I'm going <laughs> to read it right now. It says, hi, whores. I'm a longtime fan and love the podcast so far. So far, she says, because maybe she's not. <laughs> I mean, it could go downhill could, any minute. Could turn it, yeah, maybe. Uh, she says, my question is most likely for Katie as I have an only child. I have a four-year-old daughter and I want her to be a difficult woman. So far, she knows Trump is a bad guy and she explicitly told me that she wants to have a baby, 100 dogs and cats, and no <laughs> husband. Yay, no husband. <laughs> I love it. So needless to say, I feel like I am off to a good start. Uh, L-M-A-O. Even though you are not yet mothers, do you have any advice or opinions on raising an only child? Slut it up. Cheers, Alex. I love you, Alex. Thank, thank you. you. So we much will slut it up. We love slutting it up. Uh, so it's nice of her to know, but I am an only child. Mm -hmm. And Marie, are you? No. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have two sisters and I'm the middle. So there's three of us Anderson girls. And that's kind of the opposite of being an only yes. child to some degree. Yes, uh, I, I think wanted to be an only child, but I was a little lonely. Yeah, um, I, I, I have to say, I don't think I'm like your typical only child. I know people mm -hmm. only children get like a bad rap because like they are considered spoiled and they get everything they want. And I didn't really have that experience. I think the I was uh, probably the most spoiled in the sense that I ended up. Um, well, we're going to talk about divorce too, but I ended up with four parents. 
Right. My parents got divorced. So mm-hmm. they were able to send me to like very nice schools. So right. That's probably where you I was four the most, incomes. Yeah. Yes. So that's probably where I was the most spoiled was uh-huh. my um my education. Education, which is a great way to spoil our kid, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but if you can't do that and you have an only child, uh my experience was mostly pretty good. Again, a little lonely. You do talk about it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was because it, it, it was is, traumatizing or no, it wasn't traumatizing, but it definitely formed formed who I am. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time alone. And by being alone, uh, you come up with a lot of like creative things. Yes, and I definitely have a very wild inner life, uh-huh. um, which I think is a good thing. So if you have an only child, I think one thing I would encourage is, um, well, make sure they have some friends. <laughs> so real, real. <laughs> Don't keep it in a closet. Friends. Yep. Uh, um, but also, like, know that them. they probably are uh, having a pretty vivid inner life because they're spending a lot of time on right. their own. And that's great. I think yeah. that, like, being able to be by yourself is a really important quality in any person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that only children had an advantage with that one. I was also very shy, though. Mm. So it was hard for me to um, kind of put myself out there. It took me a long time to, like, work on that. So your daughter might be very uh, extroverted naturally, and that would be great. Mm-hmm. But if she's not, you know, try to encourage her to make friends she doesn't have to have a lot of friends you can just have a couple close friends mm-hmm. she also sounds like a badass little badass in yeah the making. no husband a hundred cats and dogs i mean my that's dream. what i want that's my dream <laughs> and i throw in a horse and i'm there and a, and a couple kids great yeah doing it well if somebody's listening and they have three young girls i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well that's i think that one of the differences that we had and maybe for better or worse uh, one of the things that I experienced was my my parents kind of treated me like a little adult. Yeah, because there was no we other did kids not get around. that at right. all. So like we've talked, you and I have talked about how like at Christmas time I was the only child at right. Christmas a lot of times. So that's a different experience than like a bunch of girls like opening their presents and being kids right. and having the kids table and all that. And like with my cousins, sometimes that would happen, but there'd be plenty yeah. of. Well, our Christmas, I mean, yeah, we just were, my parents were very social, especially with the church. And so we had the Westlakes, we had the Harrises, we had the Wheelers. And so we, not only did I have my sisters, but we had like these young, you know, family friends that always were over and we belonged to um, a pool club. And so we were around kids like that. And my, I mean, my parents did, uh, so my parents are still married. They're been married for 43 years. They got married after they got in engaged three months after knowing each other and then six months after knowing each other they were married and they've been married 43 years That's amazing and they have three of us great girls um we're all very different but we were um my father was very protective growing up for sure um treated us like children and i mean even you you say oh did you see this movie i saw this when i was six and i was like i saw that in college i saw like porkies when i was like yeah six. <laughs> yeah we did not we were so overprotected we watched only like disney movies and we were also super not super duper christian but i was in the church choir so i had um church rehe- choir rehearsal wednesdays and then um you know church on sundays and so i was just really in the church and I don't know. We were, there were definitely points in my life, especially in high school, where I was angry at not being able to have, to, I guess, have more responsibilities or, or even uh, be trusted. I guess that was the big thing. That's like, interesting. I, I really felt like um, I didn't, I really didn't do anything wrong. I, I, so why couldn't I stay out until one o'clock in the morning? I had 
had that too in terms of like my mother was very strict about like me not being out late. I also didn't have much of a social life. So like mm-hmm. it didn't being out late was like really not a thing. And I was a very good kid too. But yeah. one thing that I did have an advantage of with that kind of stuff was because my parents were divorced, there certainly was a big chunk of time where my mother was a single mother right and so like she had to work she had to do her life and then um and she didn't get remarried until after like basically i was in college Mm -hmm. so she was on her own for a while with me and uh i remember very i talked about this in another episode a little bit but i would call her at work and bugger the hell out of her asking like can i get mom i want this can i get this whatever and one of the things i'd always want to do is walk to the mall alone Mm. and she'd always be like no you're not allowed to walk to the mall alone i'd be like no like I'm old enough and she'd be right. like no no you can't and then I'd be like well fuck that and then I would go. take my friend and we'd just go anyway and like she unfortunately she just I'm sure that would I'm sorry mom but it was good fun it was good <laughs> we were fine and that's when you experienced street harassment and then probably. I experienced a lot of street harassment <laughs> and it was that's too bad but I you know we did it and like mm-hmm. that was a good experience for me but I definitely started that was my first sort of taste of like freedom but mm-hmm. it was also like my poor mother, she couldn't control that because she had to do everything by herself in that on those moments. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So if you have two parents, you have somebody to kind of work with to try to like wrangle in the kids, I think. So mm-hmm. that, that can be one of the things about divorce. One thing I will say about my mom, though, is, which I think is cool, is that she worked a lot, but she worked uh, in a way where she was traveling to all these cool places. Right. And while it was... It was really hard when I was little to like see her leave and it made me like really sad. And I think it, that stressed her out too to be like see this little kid being like, Mom, no, don't leave me. Yeah. Uh, it w- I, Ultimately, that um, that seeing her work and work hard and do well in her job and go do these adventures that were really mm. cool certainly left an imprint on me that was really positive. Just yeah. this like strong, independent woman. And it also like I, I never had the sense of – um. Because actually both my parents left home and like moved somewhere else and like raised me in a different town than they had grown up. Mm. So I'd always had a sense of like, I'm never going to like live in my hometown. Ah. So that was kind of cool. Like this sort of sense of like your freedom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Huh. Yeah. Well, my parents, they, my mom's from Detroit. My dad's from Brooklyn. They met in Florida and moved. Uh, I was born in Florida. Uh, but when I was a year and a half, they moved to Nashville, and they've been there ever since. Did you think you were going to stay in Nashville? Like when Never. you were growing up? You Never. always knew you were going to leave. No, I, I used to play apartment when I was a little girl. Yeah, me too. And I'd make my sisters play, and I'd get out my keys, and I'd be you know going up the elevator ready to open my apartment door because I always envisioned I'd live in New York City. And and I went to school. I went to App State in Boone, North Carolina for college, which was like the opposite of New York City. Um but it, I mean, I'm a nature girl too, so I love being there. But the but by senior year, I was like, I gotta get my apartment in New York City. Yeah, I used to play a game with my friend where we called them BFs, and mm-hmm. it was about boyfriends. And we would like go on. It was like a double date because it would be the both of us on this date with these imaginary boyfriends. And then we'd like, we're like, now we're having dinner, and like you have dinner, and then like now we're going back to our apartment, and then we'd like go to the apartment, and then like now we're making out with our boyfriends, and we would like just both sit <gasps> there next to each other, like kissing the back Aww. of our hands, like making out, and, like now you know. We have a cigarette. Yeah. I made this box of cigarettes. Oh. Now, we're, now we're having a cigarette. <laughs> now we're having sex. I mean, uh. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> just like, I'm just like lay there for a minute. I have to say, you know, as an adult, you hear other people's stories of their, you know, their parents and their growing up. I, I do really want, you know, if my mom's listening or my dad, I definitely not my dad, but I had such a fairy, fairy tale childhood. Like I mm. think my parents worked very hard at giving us what they could you know the most that they could 
Um, my dad worked a lot and my mom stayed home with us until I was in third grade, but she's, she's an artist and, um, always did art, but then she went back and taught art. Um, and it was, it was very childlike and it was like, we got to be as creative as possible. And because my mom was an artist, we did so many arts and crafts and, um, I'd have friends over and my mom would do like craft hour and we'd, you know, play with clay. And I mean, it was just awesome. And so my parents knew that they wanted to have children and they, um, they gave us the best childhood that they could. Yeah. That's really so, beautiful. Yeah. I will say in defense of divorce, yeah, um, that you that like in my case, uh, my parents, I don't they didn't really want to have kids. I was mm. a little bit of an accident uh, and they were married for like 11 years and then they had me and they stayed together uh, for another like 10 years. Mm. But like they weren't really well matched. I mean, that was mm. fr- sort of from the beginning. And I think my mother felt a lot of pressure to get married. And I think that there was certainly like right. Well, they loved each other. It wasn't that. But like there was certainly um I don't know. Like they, they weren't really well matched at the end of the right. day. My mother sort of boils it down to like, she liked to go out and do stuff and he didn't. And he right. like, he was very introverted and that really put a lot of tension on the mm-hmm. relationship. And at the end of the day, they were fighting so much mm. that that was really detrimental to me. Mm. And I remember this sort of, especially like, as relief. an only child, I'm sure. Sure. I had you nobody anybody else to talk to. to. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, the relief that I felt when they finally like separated, it gave me room to actually like, have a, a life, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. otherwise I was so consumed with the fighting and it's terrifying and it's upsetting and all that. Right. So in their case, for sure, I'm just so, and even, even at the time, I mean, they got divorced, they got separated when I was about 10 and they finally finalized their divorce when I was 14. Um, but they, I just feel so lucky that that happened. And if they had mm. tried to like stick it out or something, there's no way that right. that would have been the better right. option. So I think right. that that's the other thing that's really important is a divorce doesn't have to be a bad thing by any means. Yeah. And I was really lucky that my parents had a quite a civil divorce mm-hmm. and they're still friendly and they like talk to each other occasionally on the phone and message each other from time to time. So that's, that's really nice. Great. And that definitely helped, I think, for both of them and like raising me but also right. just like making it a better environment for me to be kind of around yeah. they also were together for a long time so they had right. a lot of time to kind of like realize that this wasn't working yeah you know what i mean it wasn't like uh they weren't married for mm. two minutes and then one of them cheated or something it was like right. more just like this wasn't working. Well, i think growing up because i had such a fairy tale childhood or whatever divorce really i mean you know i had friends whose parents got divorced growing up and you know i struggled with what that meant as a child. But now that I'm older, I, I, I think when I was younger and, you know, super into God and stuff, I thought divorce was like the worst thing imaginable. Hmm. Cause that's what I was taught in church. But everybody in my family was divorced. Right. So well, my mother wasn't. was divorced before she met my father. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I mean, I think that it's just like till death do us part sort of thing is like what you, I mean, again, it's like, you know, that fairy tale ending that you're supposed to have and stay with each other forever. But um, I think, you know, in my early 20s, when you start getting disappointed with your boyfriends, with like them cheating or just the relationship not being perfect, like and and not living up to the rom-coms. Right. Like, of course, people get divorced because the the up the opposite of that is staying with them forever and having and for why? Why? Yeah. I think that, you know, I just helped my best friend get through a divorce. They were together for 13 years. They got married. They were high school sweethearts. They got married in after college. And then, you know, I, yeah, then things just fell apart. And it was really hard because for 
her, obviously, it was just terribly traumatic and she's working through it therapy wise and stuff and and she's doing great but also it kind of I was at their wedding I was you know when I met them they were together and they were a unit and then um to see that fall apart and and they're still cordial and stuff but you know some things went down and to to see that nobody is perfect no relationship is perfect also and like I really do want to get married but to be honest, like to know that divorce is an option. Well, and also I think that the the thing we don't acknowledge enough probably is that people change over time. Yes. You know, I was thinking about um, like open relationships the mm-hmm. other day and how like that's not a thing I'm like looking for by any right. means. But I have this sort of like sense that it's very and I'm not this is not I'm not promising this to my future <laughs> husband if you're out there and listening. But there is a part of me that can imagine like being married for 10 years really establishing a solid foundation and Mm -hmm. then opening the marriage or something or having Mm -hmm. some sort of thing because I think that like people do change and people's needs change and like this notion that like one person is going to fulfill everything we need right that's not realistic that's not realistic I don't get that from a girlfriend why would I expect that from my husband right it's like it's and and the reason why you expect it is because media tells us yeah movies tell us that and our you know and God or not God but like you know religion tells us that that's what we're supposed to do and that just puts a lot of pressure on things. So I think that we're lucky that divorce is, we live in a time where divorce can be like an option mm-hmm. and that we can, you know, and everybody kind of goes through their path in different ways. And right. I think that that's like great. Thank God. Well, and maybe you don't get married at all, right? Yeah, maybe not. And that's great too. And if you do get, get married. Your, get your 100 cats. Yeah. Hey, my great aunt Betty, she never married and she's 103 years old and happy as a clam. Didn't she say once that the secret to her longevity was no men? Yeah. <laughs> she said, fuck the men. And whiskey. And whiskey. Perfect. <laughs> Well, we both thought that who better to talk about divorce on this subject than one of our good friends who's a comedian, uh, she's a personal trainer also, and she's also, I think, been divorced. Absolutely. She started a podcast about it uh, called Happy Never After, and um, we're going to talk to her right now. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, Mara Merrick! How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us, for being our first guest. Oh my gosh, I drove to Cincinnati for you guys. Uh, I was like, when can I hang out with them? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We were like, debate. we were trying to figure out, well, when did we first meet? And you said, the postcard party. The postcard party. Oh, yes. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And no, we met before that. Oh, shoot. At Three of Cups. Three of Cups. Yes, you guys were on the same show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, we we had, like you were saying, you drove to Cincinnati to be at Go Bananas with Mm -hmm. us. Yes, uh, it was great. Awesome. You destroyed the room. People were like, we were all like, oh my God, she is a force to be reckoned with. We were excited to have you on the lineup. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. And you drove all the way from New York to do that show too, which I thought was so fucking badass. I know, so fun. (laughs) And you came in, destroyed, and then you hopped in the car and then you drove back. We're right back. I I had an audition in the morning. I was going to stay. I brought my friend who lives in Cincinnati. We're going to chill for a couple days. And I was like... Uh, we're going right back. <laughs> <laughs> so badass. So professional. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but Mara has one of uh, one of the most famous podcasts in the world. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> in the say. world. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, called Happy Never After. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, and what? And it's a podcast it's about divorce? About divorce. Well, life after divorce, really. People that have been affected by divorce. Uh, it's, it talks a lot about my personal breakups. I have a lot of them. And, 
Ditto. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at breaking up. Who is? I'm good at getting divorced. I'm horrible at breakups. Yeah. So, but how many divorces have you had? Three. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> oh, the three, three. Yeah, yeah oh. I have a tattoo. Oh. Uh, see, my three uh, filled-in wedding doves are my confirmed kills. Oh, the and then the ones not filled in are my engagements so that I have, never went through. Oh. Yeah. So I have Wait, seven. In, whoa. Seven total engagements. Wow. And three broken marriages. That's a cool tattoo, but I'm Thanks. sorry for the reason for it. I don't know. <laughs> What, so tell him, like, how, I don't even know where to begin with the divorces, but like, how, why? <laughs> I'm from Michigan. Um, that's what they tell you that you're supposed to do. Like, you're like, oh my God, high school was super stressed. Uh, so let's get married. You know, now that we're over with that, let's, you should probably Interesting. get into a marriage. So I did. Um, was it your high school sweetheart? No, okay. I never. No, Mm-mm. I went out with Danny Packer. Uh, we skied together, and that's about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he kissed me once on the cheek and ran to the bus. And, and that was we it. Your were high dating. School? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I w- I loved the Lord at that time. Mm. Ditto. Also, yeah, <laughs> I was saving myself. So I was. Hard. Yeah, me too. Oh. I did save myself for my first husband. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We fucked way before we got married, but. But you still waited for I'm, him. So yes. you're like, now you're like, now we have to get married. Yeah. So how long did you date before you got married? Months. Oh, months. Yeah. <laughs> like three or like, like yeah, not very many. He was in a, he was in the process of getting a divorce himself, and then the it was like he got a letter on Friday, and then Monday we figured out the next weekend we had a long weekend, so we just went to Vegas and got married. Oh, I know. Yes. How did you meet him? Romance. He was my boss. <gasps> oh. <laughs> he was my first boss after college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So months in, you got married. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long did that last? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, because- blacked out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just texted him recently. I was like, hey, were we married two and a half years? Question mark. Or one and a half? Question mark. And then his new wife texts back. Because we have been friendly because we accidentally were married again. Because. What? <laughs> Who are you? I know. I'm so glad that we got her for our first <laughs> guest. <laughs> so San Diego went from print to digital, and when they changed over all the records, they made us married again. That and is a nightmare. We only found out because he was going to get married again, and it said that we were married. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we had to petition to get unmarried again. Right. Yes. But it was like he texts me, and he goes, hey, we're married. And he had just had a his first grandson and I was like I'm a grandmother you know? oh my god <laughs> <laughs> fucking hot grandma yeah, he's he's 19 years older than I am oh, he still is oh. he's not dead oh yeah uh, yeah so um, so we had we chat and he calls me hooker and I call him dickhead and that's like and it would it was like banter like that and when I text him about how long we were married because I was writing a script about it uh, his new wife messaged me back and was like, please stop communicating with him, Lindsay M. And oh, I was like, yo, no. I know it's Miller because we both share that last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay M. No need to abbreviate. Oh, yeah. It's kind of shitty though that she's like, no, well, like, yeah. you can't be friends. I know. So then... Uh, so you'll never know how long you were married. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told her, I was like, I'm not trying to fuck Linz. Uh If you no. could just like... Just trying to write a script. Trying to work. Trying to do a little work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she got wild, but she was also really drunk. <laughs> and then I got mean because she sent me a picture of them. She was like, we're out to dinner and sent me a picture of them. And you're like, bitch, I've been married two more times since then. I, I don't give a fuck. 
there. Obviously. Wait, I think I didn't you post this I on posted Instagram? I posted on my Instagram. <gasps> and I did I write to them. Picture. I was like, when you guys sober up, I can write you guys a fitness program. I can see you've lost track. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Not only is Mara a comedian, she's also a personal trainer and she's whooped my ass. Yeah, it was fun. Yes. Yeah, you guys thought it wasn't gonna be a real session. No, I didn't. <laughs> She was, she's filming a pilot right now and asked some yeah. comedians to, to work out with her and I could not walk for three days. <laughs> my back. My back. Oh, God. My back hurt. Your butt. Your back. My butt. Yeah. yeah. My I soul. Mean- all the above. <laughs> I sat that one out. <laughs> so marriage number two. Yes. Was quickly after that one. The first one was over and uh, he was beautiful. He was six foot four. Mm. God. Just a little. He was an Olympian. And how did you meet him? I trained him at the gym. Ooh, okay. Yes. That's, Most that's of my relationships idea. came from the gym. Mm-hmm. I started to stop dating from the gym mm-hmm. when I moved here. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I put this little avenue aside. Was this in Michigan still? <laughs> no, this is... So I uh, went to college in San Diego. Oh, okay. And so I stayed there. Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh, so he, his parents owned a country club. I golf. It was like... On paper, it was magic. But he was... It was real slow in, in the upstairs. Oh. <laughs> real athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. how long were you together before you got married to him? A year and a couple months. That sounds before okay. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. You didn't rush into that one. No, no. And then, uh, but we were only married for 17 days. Oh, <laughs> wait, what happened? <laughs> well, we got... <laughs> I mean, you're not making this up. This is absolutely incredible. No, so we actually got we actually got really married before we got we had our big wedding, and that was secret because his mom was driving me so insane because I'm so simple. I just don't want I don't want a lot of money spent on things like that are such a waste. I'm like, we need cake, we need beer. That's it. Oh, like I love the yes, end. I love yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. And uh, his mom was like, we need Shobani chairs and we need to sell it on green <laughs> things. And I was like, eh. Um, so we went, we were riding one day on our bikes because we rode long distance together. And then we just rode past the courthouse and we're like, let's just go get married now. So we, so we were technically married longer than 17 days. But then we got married on Cinco de Mayo and uh, had a party. And then we were divorced 17 days later. Was that mutual? Uh, well, or he drove me crazy. So <laughs> uh, he said, "If you don't, because I was partying a lot afterwards by myself, and uh, he said, if you don't come home at a reasonable hour tonight, we're divorced." So I stayed out for three days. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was you like, told him. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll double down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that. So that was. Were you like? happy then to get divorced were you like yeah i guess this wasn't what i wanted or were you like oh no what have i done no i was super happy to be divorced cool yeah that's good yeah and he still like i gave him the house i had bought a house i gave him the house and he got me for 13 grand and the house for being oh, married wow. for yeah jeez wait. i know I Prenup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. what um so wow i don't even know, <laughs> like process this <laughs> The, the third one. I'm just the curious. The third one. Well, there were uh, engagements in the like. Oh, okay. So then so I moved. Then you dated. Okay. Yeah. So then I moved right in with another one of my clients, and he was actually a multimillionaire when I met him. And then while we dated, he became a billionaire. And you dated he was, a billionaire. Stayed with him. No. I know. 
if I had found Percocet or something beforehand, I could have done oh, it. Man. <laughs> I, re- I was like, if I had known about like drugs, right. I could have done it. <laughs> could have done <laughs> it. it. Wow. I got sent home from every trip early with him. <gasps> You're going home already? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. You got too wild. <laughs> I would be so sweet and polite, like a little Southern belle, right. and then it would just be enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Like, I totally get that. I totally get that. And then I would mm-hmm. speak against it. I would be like, "No, you need to be nicer or say something." And he'd go, "It's time for you to go home. Go home." Oh, and I was no. like, "All right, bye." <laughs> See that, is, that is the problem though with dating like a super rich guy and being kind of like arm candy is that like you become a little bit of like a piece of their property oh my god yeah and i've had that experience too where it's a really weird dynamic all of a sudden mm-hmm. and it's it's really hard to be partners mm. you know oh yeah i i stole a hundred dollars from him every day and he didn't notice i just <laughs> i to see he would notice just even it out a little bit. Yeah. He never ever knows. I lost two dollars yesterday, and I'm still mad about it. I had eleven dollars shoved in my bra, and I was like, "It was, it was just there." <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Yeah, a hundred dollars. You didn't know a day. Yeah, wow. I know. Good for you. That's, that's reparations, though, for like having to be like around like a guy that's not treated. He's anyway. such. He gave me note cards because one night we went out, and uh, yeah, one night we went out, and I met this girl. I, you know, when you connect with a girlfriend and you're like, we're going to be best friends forever. It was one of those like immediate, we had the best time. I hit my head on the table on accident. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Like she was crying. Her makeup was going everywhere. We were dead. And then the next day he was like, you acted inappropriately. So Mm -mm. from here on out, these are the topics that you can discuss. (gasps) No. So here is your note cards of things to study. And then, uh, so I became like a shell of myself over the totally. rest of the trip. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. That's yeah. terrible. It's awful. It's a good life lesson, I guess. But yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, to my roommate, to my, my roommate and best friend from previous, I mean, I lived with him. She like dragged me out of the relationship. Mm. She was like, you're coming with me. The end. Yeah. Mm. It was crazy. So you think you might have stayed a little bit? If she hadn't saved yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he mm. kept, he was doing a lot of coke and so he'd be like, I need you, I need you, I need you every time. Mm. And I would always go back to him because I'm horrible at breakups and I'm really good at forgiving people. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I was like, oh, he asked me to come again. I'm here. And she's like, that's it. I'm coming. And she went there and she said something to him mm. and then dragged me out of the house. And I was like, okay, bye. That <laughs> is a good girlfriend. Yes, yeah. yes. Hmm. She now loves the Lord a lot and won't talk, can't talk to me because I say swear words. On the oh, internet, that's too bad. well, I know she said she got sa- she saved somebody or saved. I, don't know. I know I still herself. love her. I still love <laughs> she her. Saved you, yeah. Saved I know you. that was yeah. so nice. Um, how long was that whole <laughs> ordeal? Actually, the longest four years. Interesting. Yeah. I know that's what, I think that's the part of the hard part though is like if it goes on long, you do get invested in this so way. Invested. That's so that's hard. How long were you with your controlling dude? Oh, there's been so many I don't know, over <laughs> over the course of everything. I guess. um I mean, mine have been, I haven't been in like super long, my longest term relationship was actually with a really great person, but there's been people over the years, maybe like two years, one year, two years over, you know, each mm-hmm. person. I always feel like, you know, Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. were together and she was like this bright shining star. And I feel like there's this personality, like the Joe DiMaggio's where they take this shining light mm-hmm. and they try to put it in a jar and keep it for themselves. And that is 
that's I'm like that is who I'm attracted to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I feel like it's the control. Like I want to take all this, and it's got to be mine. A selfish, yeah. yes. it's like a selfishness yes. of the man. It's crazy. That's a really you. beautifully stead thing, though. That feels mm-hmm. resonates. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think women in general, they have these. We're so full of possibilities, and we're so full of joy, and we're so nurturing, and uh, and I don't think that men also have that. Like a lot of times, mm-hmm. it's so certainly it's trained out of a lot of men. Too, oh my god, you know? yeah, culturally, yeah, for totally. sure, yeah. Um, so wait, what was the third marriage? Um, oh, just you know, a bartender that was also a professional Muay Thai fighter. Oh. Yeah, you know, whim. Wow. <laughs> City Hall. Did you meet him in New York? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that your only husband here in the city? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's the only one here. You're telling us that there is somebody in New York. Because I'm kind of like, I'm done dating in New York City. I've dated so much. I don't think that he's here anymore. And I I have a lot of single badass women friends Mm -hmm. who also have trouble dating in New York. So you're kind of giving us faith. You you did find someone. You can get married here in New York. I I just feel like dating here is such a fucking shit show. But then we moved into an apartment together and then I realized he was kind of an alcoholic and then uh, like our stuff wasn't set up yet and my TV was in the corner and he got up from bed and went over and peed on the (gasps) TV and I was like, I think alcoholic. (laughs) You know, I dated a guy who one time after drinking too much got up and peed on his radio. What? Yeah, and he he just like thought he was in the The bathroom bathroom or whatever and then I'm like, no, you know. And he just won. I mean, yeah, I'll, that's the problem. I might have done that once. Or twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, was, I was talking about Marie, but I didn't want to. Tell you. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you you go to sleep, you wake up, you think you're peeing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was. I had a dream one time. I was hanging on the inside of a toilet, and I was like, "I'm here. Yeah. I'll pee." <laughs> and I woke oh, no. up, I'm and I was like, peeing. "I'm peeing." Yeah. <laughs> Gets you every time. It really does. Oh, <laughs> That's so good. I love the idea of you, that you know. Sometimes I have these dreams where I feel like I've gone to the bathroom, but I like still have to pee. But I love that you had one where you were hanging from the inside. <laughs> well, <of the> <laughs> so pardon me, but I feel like um, I'm hearing uh, the same type of uh, thing with these men is that there there's some drugs and alcohol issues. Yeah, but do you? But you don't do. Oh my! God. You don't drink. Oh, yeah, I that do. That much? Oh, you do? No, not that much anymore. When you were training me, you said you only had one glass of wine a week. I really do. You lied. And I'm such a, no, I'm a lightweight. I do oh. drink, <laughs> but I don't drink because I'm so busy. I don't drink during the week because I can't wake up the next day. Ah. Uh. So I try not to just for like survival purposes. Which mm-hmm. is a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I used to dabble in ecstasy a lot. Mm-hmm. And by dabble, I mean, uh, I'd, buy, I'd do it a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And after every big breakup, I would go through like a little three month phase where I'm like, let's drink everything. Yeah. Where's all the vodka? I can consume it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I don't think I think I'm over that phase. That's good. I'm like, I got shit to do, you know? Yeah, totally. And you do. You're like killing it. So oh, thank you. You guys are too. Um, thanks. It's all the ecstasy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We uh, so but do you think like, well, I have so many questions, but here's one. Do you, would you, do you, how do you feel about marriage? Like, is that a thing you like want to do again? Or do you still believe in marriage? Do you not? Like, how has this changed your perception of what marriage is? I think that I have like this incredible amount. Uh, this is going to sound not humble, but this uh, 
I have the ability to love someone greater than most people. And so I think that I would love to have that rom-com, passionate, can't like miss them when they're away relationship. And, uh, I don't, I, I still believe it's out there. I don't know if I want to get married again because when I get married, I feel like there's so many rules and I'm not really a rule. I like it's every, all the walls start closing in. And I'm like, I gotta yeah. get out of here. Even though I could love them, yeah. I just feel like I gotta go. So, uh, I don't think maybe that's not a good thing for me. I could see you with a person who like you find like your real person. Like these other people were like test runs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you find yourself with a real partner, like somebody that treats you like an equal. And then you do like the French thing and never get married, but you are together for your the rest lobster. Of your lives. Yeah. Yes. You find a lobster. Yeah. Or your penguin. I could very much see that for you. I know. I, think, I just really want that. And That's... you're such a strong woman that like I can see why you wouldn't do well with people trying to that that image you were giving about like someone trying to like hide your light in a bushel for themselves yes you you have too much to give you you have so much love you need to like share it with all sorts of people and not necessarily in a polyamorous way but in like a just put give yourself to people yeah i really want to have foster kids Oh, yeah. My next question was going to be if you wanted children. I can't have children. Uh, I can't. No, no. I have a really volatile uterus. Uh, Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's not a good home. So I can't have kids. Mm -hmm. And so and even when I was three, my doctor uh, asked me, like, are you you're going to be such a good mom? You take care of your baby so much. Like I had little dolls that I brought everywhere. And I was like, I'm going to adopt. I told him when I was three. (gasps) Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I already knew. Uh Um, And I I. There's so many kids out there that need homes. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's just let's just get one of those. Yeah. Not wreck this bod, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's all the stair climber action for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you said something about fostering kids. Would you prefer to foster or do both or to adopt? Or I'd like to foster think- to adopt. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have like a family of kids, like a group of kids. And I want to have a little farm. I have a border collie and I want to have yeah. like horses i have a couple of horses i rescue that are upstate and so i just i was like i'd like it to get everyone on one place and then like because it's animals are so good for kids mm-hmm. yeah I just, adults, right? Yeah, I guess for adults <laughs> <laughs> you like animals. <laughs> did you grow up with animals uh, like a cat a cat? Not really I had a dog that attacked people and we had to put her down. <laughs> oh my god! So animals are great for kids. It was yeah. very traumatic. My mom grew up on a farm, so there was like some farm action there with but when we go back to visit with horses. And I do think that it's like a really fun thing for kids. It like. is. And also it can I actually went to a farm camp once when I was a kid and like worked on a farm for a while. That's a whole weird story. But it does teach kids how to um what like, a fun childhood. It was a weird experience. Childhood. But the, uh, I learned how to milk goats at the age of 10. It was like this. But it teaches you how to like have responsibilities. Yes. And that's like a really cool thing about animals with kids. I think. And it teaches about nurturing and how right. the, yeah, exchanging love. My real jam though is horses. I love horses. I love horses. I grew up with horses because both of my neighbors had horses. And so we could feed the horses and ride them occasionally. And then Katie went to, do you rode? Well, I rode too. a little bit. I loved that, but it was very expensive to like ride it's for real so at home, expensive. so I didn't do it really that much. But did you grow up with animals? I grew up with just dogs. I had a dog named Heidi, found her on the side of the road. I would actually steal other people's dogs that I thought were treating, <laughs> mistreating them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you're not good enough. So I was like, oh, I just found it, mom and dad. <laughs> And so we had a whole bunch of dogs that were like strays, basically. Oh, we do have a lot of love to give. 
like if they were left outside and it was pouring rain, I would take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh. I was like, nope, you don't get to keep this because you don't know how to treat it right. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's a responsible kid. They're the one who like sees the irresponsibility of others. I like that. Are your parents divorced? No. They're they still together. No, my the mom's ha- whack job. They don't live in the same floor of the house either. That's amazing. Yeah. That's they my dream. <laughs> I do really, really, really want to get married, but I want my own bedroom. And I want to have like sex night and like I want to have a dungeon and all that sort of stuff. But then also like Wednesdays, Saturdays, I sleep in my own room. I curl up watching Outlander. Little Sex and the City, <laughs> and and we do our own things, but there's still love for each other, and and I don't know, just the thought of sleeping next to a person the rest of my life—that's what gets me. I, I love sleeping by myself. I really like sleeping with my boyfriend until about two thirty in the morning, yes. and then I'm like, mm. okay, I'm gonna go home. Oh, and I always say I'm gonna go home and check on my dog. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the snoring. No. The snor- I always, snore. I'm dating all these snores. And oh. it's like, baby, baby, baby. No, that's a problem. My first husband had sleep apnea, and the machine made me fall asleep so great. Oh, Ooh, no, that's what yeah. I You need a guy with sleep apnea. It's a hooked to a machine. Um, I, I love white noise. I, I have, love white noise. I have noise. a baby machine in my, that's what I sleep with. Oh, my gosh. It's a baby thing. You, you just need a guy on. with a horrible esophagus. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Just put that on your like Tinder profile. Um, that makes me think though, like the closest I've ever been to being married was I lived with a boyfriend for like three years, mm-hmm. and overall it was a very positive experience, and I really enjoyed having that person there. I really I do miss that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I remember the very first day we had moved in together, and we were like in bed, and I just silently sobbed to myself and I because I didn't know it's like maybe this is it maybe this is like the person with the other and I wasn't sobbing because I didn't want to be with him I was sobbing because I've like felt like I was losing my um independence and that really scared the living shit out of me and even it was it came down to something so stupid I had it was living in an apartment prior to that with my, my best friend and we were like getting along great and whatever and I was gonna miss her anyway but I'd painted my room this like beautiful like egg you know uh, robin's egg blue color and i loved the color that's my room is color oh it's such a beautiful color for a bedroom it is and then we moved into this apartment we weren't allowed to paint the walls and the Mm. walls in that room were this like puke remember like the game of life and there was that one puke colored like car (laughs) it was like that horrible color and we couldn't change it and i just remember thinking like i can't like this makes me feel like i'm gonna die just like (laughs) and your bathroom was brown too remember that dark dark brown. brown who paints it Boop, brown and, so, and then says and no one you can't and then change can't. it yeah it was awful they should and have then, done at least like that cream color i know just something neutral i don't know they thought this is what happens when you let men paint apartments so, <laughs> <laughs> the, the owner was like i think it looks great and i'm like it doesn't it really this was not. on sale this yeah. paint was on sale and it that's the colors we went to yes on sale. yeah <laughs> well my big thing uh that i've been trying to live by since i've been single for the last four years and mm-hmm. i've been dating a ton and i've had some i wouldn't call them boyfriends but relationships in the last four years but I've really had to do a lot of work on myself of just trying to love myself after my last relationship Mm -hmm. because my partner kind of talked 
down to me and made me feel very small. What's his address? Yeah. <laughs> I think he lives in your neighborhood. Oh. Um, no, he's he's a wonderful person. He was just really threatened by my success. Mm-hmm. And he actually told me that I was embarrassing myself being in the band Reformed Horse with Katie. What? And, yeah. And when we would tour, like we toured with Les Claypool and I remember him telling me, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you go on tour with him? Like that, you know, but it's like, instead of making i mean that was like the biggest that was our first big break of going on tour with this man and we toured with him for a year and a half in front of thousands of fans you know making new fans and my own boyfriend couldn't support me on that so but i i was like buying into it a little bit but it, it it took me a lot of time to like get out of that relationship and then a lot of work on rebuilding my self esteem and now i feel like i'm doing great yeah but um I don't want to have a boyfriend unless he makes my life better because a lot of men in my life in the past have made my life worse and more dramatic. And and I think in my 20s, I liked the drama. But now in my 30s, I'm like, I just want I I love my life. I have the best girlfriends and guy friends like I, I just really, really love my life. Uh, and if somebody is going to enhance that for me, then I will be with them. But if not, then I, I, I'd rather be alone. That is the struggle that I have with my current boyfriend right now because there's always like a roller coaster. And I think I am because we do comedy. So we get mm-hmm. addicted to that roller coaster of yes. hormones, and the adrenaline. And mm-hmm. he he kind of does that on a micro scale with me where he's like very grouchy and a little narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I I get depressed when he because re- I'm so like and he's yeah. so grouchy and I'm like okay can why do we have to be like this mm-hmm. like what and uh I signed with an agent and we filmed the pilot and well, it was like all these tiny little victories and I was like can we go just have like a glass of champagne yeah. and celebrate and he goes I've told everyone else you're doing a good job do you really need me to validate you and I was like oh. <laughs> That's yes awesome. yeah yes I do yeah this is what I need do you see like a um a trait, like a common trait in all these guys or the people that you end up with? Or do you see any patterns with these people or not? Well, I mean, my therapist always says that it's like I go for the people that I think that I deserve mm, rather than what I actually mm. should have. You know, what it's you, my you, perception of th- myself. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. You think you only deserve so much, right. but in reality, you maybe right. deserve more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like she always tries to have me talk about my accomplishments so I can see. And I'm just like, and it just looks like a list on a paper. I'm like, okay, that's nice. That's totally. a good, yeah. And I'm like, but there's so many more things that I need to be doing to even qualify as a human being. And she's like, well, they're great. We're not getting any progress here. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have to answer this question, but what do you? What was your relationship with your parents with each other? My mom is bipolar, and she's she was on medicated when we were younger. Uh, my dad and I were best friends, and. Uh, I don't have a relationship with them at all anymore Mm. because the last time my mom, when I dyed my hair black, (laughs) so my mom is a staunch Republican and I'm just more of a loving person and uh, really don't attest to any politics. Uh, I mean, I have my own thing. I do vote, blah, 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 but I never get into it. And she was like, you have to vote for Trump. She started um, responding to comedians on my, she was very abusive. That's why I did I did a domestic abuse ride last year, and mm-hmm. she was part of it. And then my first husband was also abusive. Mm. And uh, Mara rode her bike across the country <laughs> and did comedy in between. That's, so <laughs> That's awesome. amazing! Yeah, I lost twenty pounds. 
I miss wow. it. I miss it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many good things happen on that. Like, wow. And then, uh, so uh, when Trump became, Trump was really, he mm. really separated a lot of people. So she wrote to me and she was like, you have to vote for Trump. He's going to save us, blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing in our group and our family group text. And I was like, please take me out of this. I don't want to talk about politics with you. I just want to be a family. And then she uh, started calling me names, and then she goes, and your hair is butt ugly. Oh, <laughs> mama. Oh my God. Mom. So I was like, I'm blocking that's you, idea. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's been it. I haven't talked to her in six years Yeah, since he's yes, ran. you have seven. to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just for your own sake. You yeah. don't get to choose your family. You no. know what I mean? And that sometimes you do. You know, I yeah. With- I have a lot of female maternal people in my life that fill in. And that's not a big deal. I'm self-sufficient. We got this. I never really had... I mean, I was never inside when I was younger. So it's not like you... It's whatever. Who cares? Not everybody has a mom. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I'll be your mother. Yeah, we'll be your mom. Yeah, we'll be, it. we'll be moms. We'll take care of you, honey. But I think in the comedy community, I become everyone's mom. I was like, mm-hmm, I've become that role. Well, you have. Like we were saying before, you just have like a lot of love to give. And so I'm sure that's part, partly stemming from maybe not feeling all that love when you're Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you should see my sister. She has. She's like a robot. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm super emotional. And she has zero uh, it's yeah. crazy. I'm like, we're two very different people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I was curious if you had any kind of advice for women who were going through divorce right now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a roller coaster. Mm. Um, and just accept where you're at and your emotions. You know, cry if you need to cry. Be angry if you need to be angry. Don't do anything unnecessarily mean. Mm. That's usually everybody's go-to. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be vindictive. You don't want to do that because you still have to live with yourself at the end. Mm, that's very so, nice. yeah. Mm. And if you have kids in it, just try to get along. Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's the, yeah. the parents that get along and are and really try to work things out. It seems like those are the healthier children when they are. From what I've seen from all of our interviews, sure. Yeah, they're like, no, my parents were cool, and then they were they were really cool. So mm. I was like, oh, that's that's this seems to be a pattern. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And there's a lot of dick out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get you one. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much. This has oh my been God. fascinating <laughs> and enlightening. You. And if you guys listen to Happy uh, Happy. Happy Never After, uh, look that podcast up. You'll hear more stories and more uh, about fun. divorce and relationships. And Mara is. Yeah, we just talk about mom. how to get over yes breakups and stuff. So it's not all about divorce. It's yeah. Well, we're but goofy. We want to do our very favorite part. Uh, it's our very favorite oh, yes. time of the podcast. Oh, yes. Um, what we like to call troll, troll time. <laughs> so do you, we, do you have trolls? Yeah. Do you get trolls? I do get trolls. <laughs> I do. Because you're, you're pretty famous. You're out there. You, <laughs> no, but seriously, your podcast, like you have millions of listeners tuning I in. I do, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, hopefully. One uh, of these days. Uh, <laughs> somebody will listen to art. No, everybody's uh, listening to art. I'm still like 1100th on the list. I was like, what the hell? How oh, is this crazy? Gosh, that's crazy. Wow, that's so neat, there. though. But do you have a troll uh, you'd like to share with us? I have a woman who, because I, I know a woman, a wow. woman. Yes, I oh, have a woman no. who. Uh, I love it so much. <laughs> it, <laughs> this is like when I should be napping, and I answer her because uh, I write. I get really frustrated with fitness advice that is wrong. Mm. Um, like people are like, all you have to do is jump, ro- jump. Jumping jacks. This is one I saw. Jumping jacks to get rid of cellulite. I'm like, actually, 
No, not at all. It's a, it's a fiber that is misconnecting adip- your adipose tissue that is making it crinkle like that. And uh, so if you want to get rid of it, you have to either snip it, you have to mm. surgically get it snipped, mm. or you can kind of make it appear less uh, crinkly by doing foam rolling, some self-myofascial release, but you can't do jumping jacks to get rid of it. Mm. Usually even when you get leaner, it r- ripples more. And then so she's always like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So we go back and forth, and she's like, "You need help." I was like, "Yes, I do. How are you? Can you help me?" Like, I, just, I love it. I I love her. I love that you engage with her too. Oh my god! Does she so mul- much. like come to you multiple times? Has she? Oh yeah. Oh, all the, oh I see. Yeah, but she takes a long time. I like miss her. You know, Aww. like she'll take a good four or five days to respond, and I'm like, "Where'd you go, Camacho, bro? Come on." <laughs> about you is just how positive you can spin everything. <laughs> Taking a troll and making it like, I missed her. It's my friend. <laughs> well, it makes me smarter too because then I start researching everything. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, am I wrong? And then I read I'm like, no, I am not. Right. <laughs> so you get something good out of I it. Get I something, do like that. I yeah. like that. Way to reframe it. I do get a lot of dominatrix requests. Oh. Which I don't think is trolling. I think it's oh, just DMing. Just, it's, are you a dominatrix? No. Oh, okay. No, I do have the boots, but... Oh, uh, <laughs> You're halfway there. That's <laughs> another it's so form funny. of money that could be coming. I know. I, get a, I have like a 12-year-old that said, uh, do you sell nudes? I was like, are you of age? Oh, what is no. going on here? Oh, no. Your parents know. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even act like I look. I was the, I'll show you the picture afterwards. This kid looks 12. Oh, I'm my like, God. That's terrible. I'm looking for a buyer who will buy my socks. Socks? Yeah, I needed some cash. <laughs> So how much, how much dirty undies? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, well, so a friend of mine was telling me you can sell, obviously, your panties online. Uh-huh. But And I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'll just do that. Uh, but you have to now send pictures and stuff. I don't want to do that. I just, no. I just want to take, wash them and then send them out. You want to? Like, no, they don't want them. You don't want I know, I know. <laughs> you can't, you're not going to, you're not So gonna courteous. There's, there's still stains in there. <laughs> And socks. I just want some extra cash, you know? What if you send a, what if you send a pair of panties that just have, like, a crazy, like, skin mark on them? Is that going to be good enough? <laughs> That's what I'm looking I mean, for. <laughs> if you want to purchase some <laughs> panties, email difficultwomenpodcast.com. I always have like bloody ones. I'm like, you want the bloody ones? Yeah, yeah. Email, I need to use those too. anyway. I don't yeah. need, I can't even use those anymore. I just tomorrow's in for free. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much oh for Oh my God, thank tomorrow. you for having me. It Wait, how so can people find you? you? Oh, oh yeah, please. Your- Instagram is my jam. At uh, Mara Merrick is right there. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for being oh our first God. guest. We popped our first guest cherry. Yay. <laughs> she popped ours. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Oh, there's a cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. We'll see you later. See you. Bye.